fashionably late as ever. Here in the late night, Grant it was not 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 one of us. We were both late, right, Jay Shell? Um, huh? That's what I heard. Sources. Um, you had quite the day, from what I hear. Yeah, had an so, amazing day. Tell the people about what what has uh, been happening in the world of Jay Shell today, because it's been a pretty big one. Is this the biggest day of your like wrestling media career so far? It's between this and wrestling with whiteness, because I feel like that yeah. was also yeah. my baby, so that's kind of different. But that makes sense. In terms of like actual content that like I'm fostering, like in terms of connections and stuff like that, it's a big day. Mm-hmm. Explain to the people why that is. It's actually a big day for the late night grin itself. So. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, I should have put the clip up here. Oh wait, should I add it? Because I have it. I just yes. it. I just saw that you quote tweeted this with Joe made us like. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. I don't think I even want to explain it. I think I'm just gonna have it load up, and then people okay. will understand. But um, on the other side, I interviewed Chris Statlander today. And it goes up tomorrow at three. Uh, and it was an amazing interview. She was so nice and so sweet. Um, there's some pretty cool, interesting stuff in there too. That's like little tidbits that you wouldn't know if you unless you talked to her. I was told by Monty that there's one particularly hilarious moment in the interview where um we're not told directly, but he he suggested it elsewhere. There's one moment where you compliment Chris in a way that's quite funny, is what I'm told. True. I, it's her thighs. It's her thighs. You pop Monty with that. Yeah. I, I, it was in the moment, and I'm thinking of my feet, and I'm like, oh my god, I, I have, to, I, I didn't want it to be weird, but I, we were so deep into the interview where like it wasn't really weird anymore, but yeah. like it was still like a weird call. It was, it was fine, but I'm gonna play the clip right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. You're up next, and Jay Shell, I will follow your question and Tony's response with a write-in from Trevor Rob of Post Media. Jay Shell. Hi, Tony. My name is Jay Shell. I'm representing SE Scoops, Russell Purist, and the Late Night Grin. And I wanted to ask a little bit about the buy-in at uh, Revolution. There were three matches on the buy-in. Is there a reason in particular that you decided to return to the one buy-in match instead of keeping the three-match mold? The Late Night Grin. <laughs> little sneak. Oh, fucking rules. Do you, think he, do you think that popped him? Do you think he knows? Oh, it had to. I... I think, I think he does know because yeah, when they because the way that they introduced me was in, inclusive creations which is the production company I, I put wrestling with lightness under so I could have a company name whenever they asked for a company because um, mm-hmm. I, I do too much stuff so just always pick one but th- I <laughs> I knew I wasn't gonna say inclusive creations because I was like I, I have to fucking say Russell Pierce and late night grid yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say I'm slightly disappointed. I saw a shoot mentioned. I'm a little bit mad about Monty getting involved in this. I don't really know what the fuck he's done to earn his place along the... He always does the transcripts for me when I'm too lazy, so we got to give him some credit. See, his thing. That's a good argument, but have you ever considered that he's actually a piece of shit, or have you kind of left that part out of the equation? He's nice to me, so... Imagine you said, representing that piece of shit, <laughs> Montel at Ritz <laughs> <laughs> That would pop so... everybody. It was good time. Was uh, how was Tony Khan's answer? What did he say in the answer? He basically said that um, he's announcing more buy-in matches on Rampage, and he said that I had a good question or a great question, whatever. So, do you think the double or nothing changes because he wanted it to go longer that show? So he just like Darby and Kyle may have been on the buy-in. I think if that wasn't, you know, Vegas when there's a game seven going on. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, do you know what they are? Those matches? Is that is that out there or? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
I mean, maybe it is on spoilers, but they normally just do it like via video. Like they do the um, clip of the. And I don't even know how to explain it. Like Excalibur doesn't match announcements, and it's not. Yeah. Like in the arena. There you go. Got you. I understand. All right. Well, there you go. And you said Chris Statlander was cool, which I think is, you know, that's not a surprise, right? Chris Statlander fucking rules. We know this. This is this is not news. But I'm glad She's the interview so went well. Too. I was yeah. like, when you, I was like, when you clash with Jade, she was like, well, the match hasn't been booked yet, so if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. like, don't, don't be sad or whatever. I was like, girl, you're taking the belt off of Jade Cargill, and this is how you're talking to me right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I think know? part of it. Good. She also, kind of went on a little bit of an intergender wrestling rant, and then she stopped her way, like herself, like. 75% through because she realized that she might get in trouble for it. Fair. Um, I think part of it is that Chris wasn't like a big wrestling nerd. So she's not like a mark for like a wrestling critic putting her over doesn't mean anything to her. She just kind of <laughs> has fun with the gig and yeah, she yeah. doesn't like kind of get lost in the whole shit like some wrestlers do. Not naming names, obviously, you know, just you know, is what At the end really though, she seemed like, maybe I'll get my opportunity one day. I was like, Yes. Yeah. Who would you like to see a wrestle in, in a gender match in AEW? MJF. I think she's had a match with him before too. <laughs> she just kicks the shit out of him and throws him around. <laughs> or Darby <laughs> Allen would be good too. Yeah, that'd be good. That's the the thing is, I I remember um, I think it was Charlie Evans, right? Who had the thread about like. Intergender wrestling isn't a genre of wrestling itself. There are styles within wrestling. We shouldn't do that, right? Like I just sit there and I... It's like, if she wrestled Darby Allen, that would be no different stylistically to if Darby wrestles like, you know, a power, like a Powerhouse Hobbs, for example. It's the same... It's the actual same stylistic fit. Yes. Because Chris is a fucking... Beast. She said that. She said that she's bigger than some of the men. And I popped yeah. huge. It's true. It's true. She's better than some of them too. Many of them, in fact. About 80% of them. Anyway, enough about that. Let's not get anyone in trouble around here. This is Retire the Rankings. This is episode six. We have missed a few weeks for a range of reasons, okay? I graduated and my life fell to pieces. And I was on holiday. To be fair, I think the pieces in the holiday one overlap. They do, but, they um, do. They do indeed. Because we don't want to do like the last three weeks, because that would be very bad for our memories, we're going to just do this last week in wrestling. So Friday to Friday. Um, you get what you get, I suppose. Just to update everyone on the leaderboard, um, because this is a thing that I do, which is definitely something that I'm confident on the numbers of, and if someone checked them, would definitely be accurate. Um, I'm told that Daniel Garcia has 24 points. Yes! Oh, I know that's true. And I investigated how this has happened. And it's because he was in Anarchy in the Arena. And he was in... He was in um, the the Mox match, which that was the double points week. Yeah. And he was wrestler of the week. Add up these numbers and you come to 24 points, which is six above second, who is Ray Phoenix with 18 points. Serena Deeb is in at the free spot with 15 points. I know, that's what I said. <laughs> and John Moxley has got 14 points. Interesting. Well, Interesting Mox time. makes sense that he's in the conversation. Deeb confuses me, but... I think it's because we really like the Rosa match. 
And I also think when we first started this series, she had that street fight with Sheeta. Remember the Philadelphia street fight? Yes. <laughs> we, we rated that very high too. So I think that's what it is. The way you said it just popped me. What did I say? The Philadelphia. You said it like William Regal would say it. So, you know, here's the thing with that. I'm English. <laughs> so is he. <laughs> so fair. That tracks, you know. <laughs> You'll notice most of the things I say sound that way, actually. <laughs> You don't have like the elegant. So that sounds very mean. No, but I don't, you don't no. have the elegance of William mm. Regal when he says things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, but that's not his real voice. You know that, right? He's doing an accent on TV. Like he's playing like a more. Yeah, he say he sounds a lot more like common, like me. You know. Oh, I yeah. just, I literally just had, like, I heard that you were saying stuff. My brain was like, meh, 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 until you said not his real voice. And I went. To be clear, when I say common, that wasn't an insult. I, I, I sound very, I mean, I'm, I'm what you would call, some would call me a cockney. I know, right? Doesn't that sound rude? Yeah. Imagine you, were imagine you would just stand there and someone would have said, hey, you cockney. You'd be like, what the fuck, right? Pretty disrespectful, if you ask me. But anyway, I kind of am. I think I want to try to join the grin tonight. Sorry, yeah. that's a random thought. But I'm going I'm to I'm try and do it. I got an energy drink. I'm going to do it. So, this is quite the show we have tonight. Because, Sorry, in so theory, random. in theory, we will be previewing Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. But our starting five of us two, Confirmed Shoe, the Oracle of Wrestling, and old Bobby Two Shoes. Only two of that five is watching the show. Who's not watching? Well, um, well, you may be watching. I, I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching, Joe. Joe, okay. don't ask any more questions about that. All right. Well, three people on the team are watching. The Oracle and Bobby are not watching. Oh, shit. Look at Bob. <laughs> I will not be watching. <laughs> So, Bob will not be watching. Chris is on the rankings! Sorry, I wanted to look before you you said that, but... Um, So, you know, I I just... I think it's going to be an interesting segment, is what I'm saying, Tisha. I I just think it could be... You know, I hope it doesn't get heated when we talk about the Forbidden Door. I'm in a good mood today. So, we're going to try to stay positive. Good. Maybe we should talk about Liv Lexa at some point. Yeah, we should do that. The rankings in AEW, CM Punk is still the world champion because he couldn't be stripped. There has to be an interim champion instead, which is definitely not confusing and definitely doesn't make me mad. Um, Scorpio Sky is apparently the TNT champion. The rankings have not changed. They are as follows. John Moxley, Wardlow, Hangman Page, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Jay fucking Lethal. Um, I'm why is he I'm, fifth? I'm, okay, I'll answer that question in a second. But then right. I would like to say that I'm slightly confused how nobody asked about Scorpio Sky being out of action in the media call. Did you watch my show on True Hill Heat earlier? You were on the same time I was interviewing Chris Statlander. My question stands. <laughs> Imagine you watching that on interview, Chris. <laughs> hold up. Hold us talking. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, I got to listen to Will. So, Will Washington. Who is a scoopster? Whether he wants to be or not, we all know the truth. Will's a scoopster. So someone said, I think SP3 said he was like, the trio's title match will be Kenny and the Bucks versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. And Will, in a very Will way, because he's very coy, right? He goes, 
uh, that match can't happen for a long time and not because of Kenny. And I was like, oh, my God, Bobby Fish is hurt. Kyle O'Reilly apparently is, like, badly injured. I thought that was, like, a bit. I didn't realize that was a real injury. Apparently, he's, like, badly injured. And Will was saying it was pretty legitimate, you know, pretty severe. Now, Will obviously knows what's going on. I haven't got a fucking clue. I didn't ask him off the show, but... I assume that will be coming out soon. Like, they're really hurt by injury. They've been pushing Kyle the last month, and he's seemingly going to be out for a while now, you know? This is fucking crazy. It's nuts. This yeah. is a curse. Something is happening. Somebody. It's the door. Some... It's the fucking no, door. No, it's not the door. It. It's somebody in a... Close it. Get it closed now. Well, yeah, it's fucking open. Somebody in a... Someone open, <laughs> open the door. Somebody in AEW needs to buy Sage, and they just need to Sage the Forbidden Door. The clue is in the name. It's forbidden. Stay away from the fucking thing, right? It's been wide open for a year. Everyone's getting hurt. Someone close it. <laughs> anyway, in all seriousness, Ishii being injured is like, I've never known him to be hurt. In all, like, genuinely, it, is, it legitimately feels cursed. It's kind of nuts. Um, anyway, on the, the women's rankings here, we have Thunder Rosa and Jade, of course. The number one contender is Tony Storm. She has gone up. In the rankings, which makes sense, she beat Marinas. She's one. Nyla is two. Chris is three. Serena Deeb four. Britt Baker DMD is five. Um, where are we on those? Right, they're kind of interesting, right? Nyla being two is Nyla is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, her dark ones make sense, but like, why is she up there though? Like, what do they even have planned for her? Because I know she's with Marina now, but they're not going to do Nyla Rosa again. There's no way. There's no way. No, no, I agree. Unless Tony is winning on Sunday. Stop. That's not I'm happening. Just... So is this say Rosa wins on Sunday? Who's next for Rosa? Uh, a heel Ruby? Yeah. I really don't know what the other options are there. Oh, can I have that? I don't either. I, I don't... <laughs> this is a, I would like to unbox this on air, Joe. Oh my god, what's happening now? <laughs> I'm unboxing something. Wait, I can't even open it. Oh my god. <laughs> this looks like a great struggle. <laughs> it is a great struggle. Okay. I think Andrew might be right about Ty Conti, actually. Oh my god. Okay, that's pretty awesome. And I have another one. Wait, he's called the god of finesse now? Yeah. That's <laughs> So, what is um? Where are these like his own st online store? Mm -hmm. that, that's he, good. He does his own designs. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. I also got some um, merch from Kevin Blackwood as well. Do you know Kevin Blackwood? I've told yes. you about him before. Okay. Yeah, you asked me that about three days ago. <laughs> Did I really? Then you got his tag team partner on these guys. Oh my god. Yeah, it's fine. You know. Yeah, I have a horrible memory. I'm sorry. Um. All right, the tag team. <laughs> Bob said, Bob said this show is chaos. <laughs> That's the point. We haven't been here for a while. The Young Bucks of the Tag Camp, the rankings are as follows. FTR, Danielson and Moxley, Jurassic Express, Team Taz, Keith and Swerve. Um, What do we think with the Bucks? Short-term reign to get them back on FTR? Is that what we think is going to happen here? I would imagine so. Yeah. But, like... For how long, though? 
like maybe all out. Yeah, I'd say all out, which is still a couple months, right? I mean, the thing is, right, if you look at these rankings, they may lose three of these teams because Danielson and Moxley is not a team right now for obvious reasons. We yeah. hope Brian's back soon, but that, they don't feel like they're going to be a tag team for a long time. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I think that's kind of done. Yeah. Keith and Swerve is, you know. I think they're going to keep it, though. I thought right. that they were going to break them up, but I think they're just going to keep them because they're doing dark stuff. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's a little further out. They're teasing it, but it's further out. I actually think they should keep them as a team for a while, personally. But, you know, I love them as a team. I actually think they should have won the belts, maybe. But I you and I are both. I think Ricky should have won. That Ricky situation is. It makes yeah. my skin crawl, Joe. It's going to be a thing. You know that, right? It's going to be a thing. We get what we get, I suppose. All right. Well, nothing completely uh, asinine in these rankings this week, so we'll proceed with our own rankings. Um, again, folks, this is not a double-point affair. This is not our last three weeks. This is we're just going to do this week and pretend we never missed any weeks. Um, my my note said this is episode five, but the Twitch says episode six. What episode is this? Hello, Jay Show, yes? It says six. I just want to say that somebody that um, created a Julia Hart fan page just followed me on Twitter, so shout-out to them. Like, I'll ask, and I mean this sincerely. I'm not trying to be an asshole. What does that mean? But what does that page post? Like, just Julia Hart? Yeah. They just tweet Julia Hart. It's like their matches and stuff. Like okay. little clips. All right, well, there you go. Well, I'm just making sure what episode this is. Okay, we're definitely six. We're six, folks. Don't worry about it. All right, let's get into this. Jay Shell, which match... Would you like to put forward first here as we, we try to form our official rankings? The Raw Women's Five-Way. Now, this was the match that brought a tweet forward that was, honestly, maybe the best tweet ever sent on the app. <laughs> I was doing a show. I was doing the Grin Along, and I saw that you had tweeted <laughs> something to the effect of, like, Alexa and Liv's sequences are my ideal women's wrestling in WWE or something like that. Like you, you tweet about it like it was Omega Okada. It popped me so much. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun talking about, it, especially that particular part of it because that was very funny. Um, so I haven't watched Raw in a while. I took a break from like WWE, basically since before Backlash almost, and I watched Hell in a Cell, but I didn't like follow along with their storylines much. So, I obviously knew that, like, Alexa was back in, like, her regular role, kind of, sort of. But I was just excited to see the partnership between Liv and Alexa. And then, once I saw them begin to tussle, I love when people just do those rolling sequences. I don't even know how to describe it. It just always pops me so huge, and I love it. And they just look like perfect partners. They had such amazing chemistry. Like, their styles mesh really well. Um, and I think it was one of Alexa's best showings, even if it was just a glimpse in a while. Um, and obviously, there were other incredible competitors, and then Carmella was there, too. Um, mm-hmm. And she won. So that's what that is. Winner, I don't give a fuck. The match, I enjoyed. I did too. I actually would. Sean and I talked about this a little bit a couple of years back. Um, Alexa is really interesting in that she's made pretty obvious strides, but because of the gimmick she was playing, you never really got to see them often because she didn't wrestle much for a long time there, being like a character. She's never going to be, you know, um, Miss Haru Masawa, you know, but she's she's pretty damn good, man. Like she's she honestly is very solid. 
her and Liver and these like kind of dynamic and they're very similar, but they're also different enough to be a cool team. Mm-hmm. Like Liv's really good at like taking bumps and selling. And Alexa has so much personality in what she does. And she has yep. all these different like little kind of character touches. And obviously she's a better promo. Liv's still finding herself in that regard. But I really like the dynamic. I like the match um, quite a bit. The Carmella thing, are we, what are we both agree on just not really caring? Do we both kind of happily write it off in terms of like, it's a circumstantial thing, right? I seconded, like they, you know, hmm? I seconded it. Okay. <laughs> I would rather Carmella win and face Bianca than have one of my girls who deserve to be in the Money in the Bank, like right. Alexa or Liv, be forced to lose to Bianca on pay-per-view. Not forced, because obviously it's a great spot for them regardless, but like, mm-hmm. they need to be in that Money in the Bank match, because I think it's one of the two winning. I'm going to be pissed if it's Raquel. Oh, my God. I'm going to lose my mind. Bob's I- convinced it's Lacey. Like, he doesn't want it to be, but he's, like, really confident it's Lacey. I'm going to I'm gonna cry, I, know, I, was, I was mad, too. Yeah. They did the same shit with fucking Nikki Cross last year. Lacey's going to cash in within the first month. Oh, yeah. no, sorry, the day after. And then they're just going to go with that. I honestly, and everyone knows that I pop for Lexi all caps, but I really think it should be Liv. Like, I, I really so. think it should be Liv. Like... It feels like she's been waiting for this moment for a while, and she's clearly improved dramatically. Mm-hmm. The concern, and Bob mentioned this earlier, and I agree with him, the concern is that, you know, um, basically that they're going to want to do this team thing and that will stop them. Like, we'll save them for the tag titles, you know, which is, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of a, it's oh, kind no. of a shame. Um, well, I think, they just, I think they should just scrap the tag titles and just say, oh, sorry, my bad, and just go fuck it. I'd prefer a mid-card title, honestly. I would, too. Yeah, I think I'd, I've always thought that would probably be a better fit, but I'm torn, though, because I think the tag thing could rule if it was done well. Like, if yeah. they did live in Alexa well, I think it'd be awesome, but they just, you know, they really struggle with the tag, so they struggle with it on the male side, too, honestly, so I don't know. I think it's going to be on the top five somewhere. Um, it is worth noting, folks, I have not seen in full Roman Riddle. I do not think you have either, have you? Or have you watched Roman Riddle? Oh, you no. don't watch SmackDown, right? I don't watch SmackDown, sorry. So that is going to be a victim here. The one show that I need to just let Jay Shield lead me on those Slammiversary, because I don't, you know, I was I was on holiday and I'm never going to catch up on it because... We're putting the Queen of the Mountain match on there. I know, I think there's a couple of matches that probably could be on here. I just, okay. I wanted to get that because I, I can't bring them up because I haven't seen them and Roman Riddle probably almost certainly should be on here based on the reviews, but we haven't seen it, so... You get what you get, I suppose. Um, all right. I'm going to stick with that theme, actually. Two women that were in the match. Asuka and Becky's Raw main event is my selection. Um, these two have had a just absolute range of matches through the last few years. And they're common opponents. But part of that is because they are actually, like, great opponents. They are a really good fit for each other. Kind of what we were just talking about a minute ago in terms of that opposites. Like, Becky's tremendously smart in-ring. And has a great degree of personality and character, but her offense isn't like very eye catching. Asuka, everything Asuka does is eye catching. Yeah. So it has kind of explosiveness, and that's what Bianca gives Becky in matches too. Um, and Becky can kind of fill in the gaps with personality and just kind of being a stu- like kind of sticky heel, which is very fun. Um, they only had I look when I did a Fed Dead, I think I saw they had twelve minutes, and they basically did like a like a sprint almost they'd like a brawl at the start and they did some it was really cool and best of all Asuka won clean which surprised me um 
I really loved the match. What did you think of Asuka and Becky's Raw main event? Yeah, I only saw highlights of this, but I really enjoyed it from what I saw. Um, I was surprised that Asuka won too. I would have thought that they would have put Becky in there, but it seems like they're giving the four horsewomen a break on this Money in the Bank um, Mm -hmm. match. But um, I really enjoyed the match as well. I think that they're great partners, like you said. Um, But I think the way that they formatted it, made it seem like it was better fit for a main event than some of like their pay-per-view matches have which yeah. feel like their pay-per-view matches like i don't even know how to describe it like it was a tv main event match mm-hmm. yeah i think one of my favorite wrestling tropes that's kind of lost art now is when you take a like a famous rivalry and you do it as a tv match and they basically do like a greatest hits version of their matches yeah so like you use the people's like memories of the old matches. Sting and Ric Flair do this all the time, which I know means nothing to you. Still pop. Sting's wrestling on Sunday. That's fucking hilarious. Ric Flair's wrestling at the end of the month. So never mind. Um. Anyway, greatest hits matches. That was my point. Asker and Becky killed it. The whole Raw division. We've talked about it a lot. They bookended the show. It's a really fun division. It's about as much as I've liked a group of talent in terms of a, a single woman's division as I can recall honestly. Because often. There will be a couple people in the division. That I'm like, oh fuck, they're going to push that person. I honestly don't feel that with the Raw. I think like it's a really strong group. Everyone's versatile. Everyone can go. So I liked it. Asker and Becky is my pick. Jay Shell, which direction are you going in next? I'm going to put up the Queen of the Mountain match. I just talked about it before, but mm-hmm. um, regardless of the match substance almost because a lot of it was semi-confusing regarding Tasha being pinned a lot but the importance of the match I feel like makes me feel like I want to put it on here that's a very significant match for Impact and in recent months we've seen Impact let the knockouts take on more matches obviously there was the Ultimate X match that happened and everything like that um so I'm excited for all of the different match stipulations that they're letting the women finally do. Um, but I really enjoyed the Queen of the Mountain match. I talk with my hands a lot. And I'm just now noticing that. Wow. That's um, why you like Jay White so much. <laughs> he's, have you seen how nuts his hands are when he talks? He's crazy. I'm going to have to watch. Um, but we're putting Jay White on the list today. Um, anywho, I would like to say that I was very happy with the result of Jordan winning. And I was also very happy with that big bump that Deanna and Chelsea both took. And Mia did a great job, too. I love Mia. Is this your first time watching one of these matches, these mounting? I watched half of one <laughs> to see what the match was like. Fucking incredible, aren't they? <laughs> you have to and... hang the bell. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, hung it and she took it right back. I was... It was odd. In 2009... Samoa Joe <laughs> had spent the last eight months trying to defeat the main event mafia. The okay. main event mafia was Kurt Angle, Sting, Booker T, Kevin Nash, and Scott Steiner. So just everybody who was like a like, legend. Yeah, all the old guys, basically. Okay. Like, Samoa Joe had spent eight months trying to fight them. So much so that he had turned to face paint and started wearing pants. No. Yeah, he had like face paint. Like he had like a, it's pretty phallic, honestly. But anyway, so he, so no. he, he, it was, I'm sorry. It was Vince Russo's fault, not mine. So anyway, so he's been doing this for eight months and he climbs the ladder and he fucking hands the belt to Kurt Angle and just turns heel. 
as a swerve. And at that point, wrestling died. And we've never recovered since. Check the viewership, folks. We've never come back from that. Yeah, it was called The Nation of Vice. He also he had like a machete at one point too, I think. Yeah, he did, yeah. Do you ever seen the Aces and Eight stuff they did in TNA? So, I've been on many podcasts with you where I told you my first interaction with Impact was Aces and Eights. So, you know the Aces and Eights, right? Luke Gallows had, his weapon was a hammer. And he stood over Sting and hit him with the hammer for like eight minutes on TV and no one helped Sting and he like, he killed him. And then they started having like knives and stuff on TV and like guns. They haven't had guns, I made that part. <laughs> but they had like real weapons and like a wrestling show. And the Gallows had like a bullpen hammer and was like just fucking whacking Sting. <laughs> So anyway, happy birthday to TNA. Queen of the Mountain, there it is, folks. Added to the list. Oh All right. Let's move over to the the famed All Elite Fleet. Dynamite, trios match. Will Ospreay and Aussie Open versus Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice. I thought this was honestly kind of blow away great. Like, I knew it would be good. This way over-delivered for me, to be honest with you. Uh, Aussie Open have had great showings on TV. That's not news to anyone that's seen them before. They're a great, great team. Will Ospreay, while he is divisive for uh, reasons, tremendous professional wrestler. And, you know, I have to say that it was really great to have Orange Cassidy back. And even though he was doing his shtick and his gimmick of being, you know, uninterested Orange, you could see in his demeanor how much fun he was having being back out there wrestling again. So I love the trios match. What did you think of uh, the orange Osprey kind of teaser that we got on Wednesday? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I am a big fan of Rocky Romero, oddly enough. Yeah. I don't know. His his style just really works for me, especially on TV. He's such a TV wrestler for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it worked really well with um, Osprey style. Like he's, adjusted extremely well to just being on AEW TV. It's like he was just, like, meant for it. Like, AEW should have signed him or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I could definitely tell that Orange Cassidy was having fun. Um, Like you said, he he looked to be really enjoying himself, and he put on a really great performance as well. Um, I'm happy to have him back. I... I enjoy Orange Cassidy more than most people do, especially when he's like just like dumb spots in ladder matches and gimmick matches and stuff. That's my favorite stuff where you can still get some comedy out of him. I think there's a misconception of Orange that because he's a gimmick, he can't go. And it's like, he's actually great. It's just he's a gimmick, you know? You know like he's kind of old. Yeah, because he was fire and reckon. Don't worry. <laughs> that's, another, that's a different story for another day. <laughs> he was. He's a great wrestler. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. I think people think of him as like a kid because he's been doing this gimmick for a lot, you know. I don't want to get into Mike Quackenbush on this show. Like, you don't have to learn about him. Don't worry. Anyway, um, Dynamite Trios was great. Osprey, I agree with you totally about the ways he did with TV. And I will say, to co-sign your point, I've been saying it for the longest, and that piece of shit Monty always tells me it's redundant and everyone knows this already, but Rocky Romero is... He's the cream of the crowd. That dude is sandrated. He's been doing it at that level for like nearly 20 years now. He's amazing. Yeah, I know. He's been working in Japan. I think, I think, I want to say 03. Chat, someone help me on this. That dude's like seriously. That's before I was born, one year. 
He's incredibly good. I mean, like he he's seems charming. like a really nice person too. Like yeah. I would love to have a conversation with him. He seems very genuine. Well, I sometimes wonder if he's maybe too nice. You know, not everyone needs to be on the straw. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like, oh my god, like you mean, but he's, a, I mean, like nice, but he's a dick. No, no, he's he seems like a wonderful person, but sometimes I think you know. There's something to be said for just saying, well, maybe you could work Defy instead of this twenty eight match New Japan Strong table. Uh, look, I love Strong, but I would watch that show and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Where has Rocky found this person? But he's no, he's great. I love. Is Rocky, Rocky in charge of all of Strong? I think so. Yeah, he's oh, very shit. office, so to speak. You know. Shit. Um. So yeah, it's pretty wild. He's. He's a tremendous, tremendous professional wrestler. And lest we forget Trent, who is... Look at this, boy. This is actually true. I'm almost certain this is true. I've not been home, but I think it's actually true. September 97. What the so he was, he was 14. No! Yeah. I feel unaccomplished now, but... Professional wrestling is back. Andrade's like... Andrade made his debut, I think, at 13, I think. Bud Matt was a young guy. I think he was... I want to say he was 15, maybe. Yeah, that's why you watch those guys take bumps. Like, they're so natural. Like, Rocky Romero, if you watch... He's been I mean, breaking saying, your body since you were a preteen. Like, Rocky Romero's timing is fucking insane. Like, it's honestly outrageous. He's so smooth, you know? Because um, he was Black Tiger. Anyway, that's another thing for another time. Somebody tell me how old Tony Storm was. But yes, there's no. Did you see her entrance when she dressed as Suzuki? Did you see that? It went kind of viral on Twitter. It fucking ruled. She dressed up as Minoru Suzuki. It was tremendous. If you type it, you'll find it. Um, let's we forget Trent, too, of course, who is great, very underrated in his own right. Rapongi Vice is a is a wonderful team. Oh, my God. Are you seeing this now? Yeah. It rules. It's tremendous, tremendous stuff. <laughs> um, do you know something in the True Hill Heat? Poll earlier were picking Rapongi Vice to win the match on Sunday. There's no way, right? No, that's not possible. It's FTR. FTR one of those belts. I think there's a real chance that that Cobb and I can't win. But I, I'm with, like I'm picking FTR, but I don't think it's as much a lock as people do. You know? That's fair. I mean, you just said it. I mean, everyone just seems to think it's guaranteed. I think it's could this could end badly. You know, I don't personally convince myself of things definitely happening. I've definitely not convinced myself that Claudio's debuting on Sunday and we'll be very mad when he doesn't, you know? Until Tony Khan said that it was somebody who can fill the shoes of Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. So it has to be him, right? It can't be it can't be Gresham. As much as I love Gresham, it can't. No, it can't. And him in blood and guts is like That's what I was saying. If yeah. if he wasn't in blood and guts, that I would say probably Gresham really, like if it's yeah. gonna be a technical match. The other thing, too, is, and I know this probably doesn't bother anyone but me, but I think Claudio and Zach wrestled, like, probably about, fuck, probably about 11 years ago now. Gresham and Zach wrestled, like, not that long ago. Yeah, true. I know that doesn't really matter to anyone but a fucking nerd like me, but, like, they had a pretty extensive series of matches, so Mm -hmm. it wouldn't feel particularly special to me, but I don't know. Also, yes, I think that the BCC element as well because they're joining BCC too. I don't think that Gresh would join BCC. Sorry. I just want to say that. It feels like Gresh is going to be a Ring of Honor exclusive, doesn't it? 
Jordan Gray said you'll see him in Ring of Honor, so. I wish they would, they would give him at least a few matches on TV, though. Who do you think he's going to wrestle at this pay-per-view? Is this fascinating? Lee Moriarty! But, like, what do you think the level of opponent will be? Like, do you think they may go with someone like... Because I love Lee. We both do. He hasn't been on TV, right? Takesha's... What's a bigger match, Takesha or Lee? Takesha now. Um... I like maybe, the Takeshi one a lot. Maybe the, I was, maybe the no, he lost too much. Chat Sam Brian Cage. No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, I think they'll probably do like more of a. Do you did you see that uh, Kevin Knight is on the buy-in? Yeah, he's wrestling the, the Gun Club. Hey, I love Kevin Knight. Yeah. You know, I want Takeshi to beat Joe. Joe, how do you feel about this? I'd kick the shit out of him. He ain't beating me. No fucking way. Bring it, you piece of shit. (laughs) 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 All right. um, Where are we at? Dynamite Trios we just did, right? Okay, next one for you, Jashel. X Division um, match or the Ultimate X match from Slammiversary as well. This is the one that Speedball won, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, talk me through this one a little bit because I was not around for your review of this particular match. I mean, I, I was pretty confident it was going to be great because these this crop of X Division guys is honestly as good a crop as they've had in like a decade. They're fucking great. Talk me through it. Yeah, so um, a lot of the match was what you would imagine a modern-day Ultimate X match to be, like those yeah. high-risk spots, everything, all, like, all like that. Um, but Mike Bailey used a lot of, like, ab work throughout the match. Like, he was up on the, the wires a lot. Like, and he was even, mm-hmm. like, delivering kicks and stuff, like, while he was up there. It was crazy. And Trey Miguel had a bunch of um, spots with Alex Zane. It's kind of like he was partnered with Alex Zane almost. Like, there was a big Canadian Destroyer spot. Uh, there was a big cutter. I think it was from Zane. I might be mistaken. It might be from Trey to Zane or something like that. But there was a big cutter mm-hmm. between them as well. And Kenny King looked really good. Um, Andrew Everett was a last-minute replacement. Uh, but he filled his role as much as he needed to. He wasn't really showing me anything special. But, I mean, I don't know yeah. what to really expect. Um, but, yeah. Kenny King's a guy who kind of like – I haven't watched Impact in a while. I'm going to change that next week. But when he came in – I was like, oh, fuck, Kenny's, like, very useful. And I know that sounds like I'm, like, a backhanded compliment, but I used to, I took that when Ring of Honor went into hiatus, but, like, Kenny King's one of these guys, like, no one cites him as being, like, a must-sign guy, because he's probably not must-sign. He's really solid, and he's, like, a good promo, and he's he's really become a pretty damn polished pro. Uh, I always enjoy his presence, so I'm glad to see he was good in this, too, because he is... Kind of the elder statesman in this match, right? Kenny's been around for a while. Like yeah, they said he's been are... in five Ultimate X matches, there I think. There you go. Yeah, and it's like, I just think he's a guy who kind of flies on the radar. Um, or people kind of look at him the way he used to be, which is, you know, you get what you guys suppose. It happens a lot, unfortunately. Would you say that was better than the Queen of the Mountain? Just for ranking's sake? No. Okay. So. I mean, probably. Okay. Objectively, yes. Subjectively, no. This our rankings, so, you know. You get what you get, I suppose. Um, all right. I've got a couple here that I want to cite because we have got five now, and I don't necessarily think he'll be getting break, broken into. So I do want to cite Bob Fish and Darby Allen. 
I was very, very impressed by Bobby's performance in this one. Um, he's an old man, but he's... O'Neill? Yes. Um, he was busting his ass out there, let me tell you. Busting his ass. Crazy spots. They did that car crash spot on the outside where they just, like, run at each other. Fucking ruled. Um, it was not a perfect match. He had some lulls. Most Bobby Fish matches do when he's in control. They kind of, you know, slow down quite dramatically, which is fine. But I thought it was a tremendous performance from Bobby, and I, I really like the match. So anything on Bob Fish and Derby? I don't know if it's going to make the cup. Anything on it? Pass. Malachi Black and Penta, I would also like to mention. I also don't think this is going to make the cup, but I did like the match quite a bit. Um, Very Penta, good match. Yes, Penta appeared to be in the mood for this, right? Sometimes he's just, in, you know, he wants to just take his glove off. and <laughs> He really was, he didn't hardly do his taunt here. He was really working hard. I thought it was worth mentioning that. What did you think of Malachi and, and Penta? Yeah, I really enjoyed the match. I thought that um, Malachi made sense to win, obviously, because... All the CML AAA stuff that Joe and Oracle taught me the other day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> CML. <laughs> like it's one word. CML. Like <laughs> I didn't know how many L's I had said at that point. <laughs> I just said another L. You like sounded it out on, a, on an acronym. <laughs> it's letters, dude. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh my god. That's good shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, Malachi had to win, you're right. <laughs> I guess that's all of my point. <laughs> that's fair. Um, Quick shout out. Look at that. <laughs> Look what they did. Look at how they massacred my boy. Oh my <laughs> Were you still fans... a fan then? Absolutely not. I have no respect for that kind of behavior. <laughs> TNA fans try to claim him. It's disgusting, you know? Leave him alone. He's free now, you pieces of shit. Do you know that Shoot sent me $20 because I said late night grin on the media call? Wait, seriously? He actually sent it? Do you want to see? Well, I mean, be careful here. What are you going to reveal? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Confirmed shoot. Wow. Most don't know. That's his legal name. People don't realize that, right? Yeah. Pretty wild when you see it come through. Yeah, he sends me money pretty regularly. Um, for other reasons, obviously. But anyway. <laughs> um, I would no. like to give a shout out to Solo Sokoa. And Grayson Waller, who had a, a nice match on NXT again, not to make the car. I don't, you don't watch NXT, do you? I should. I want to watch Tiffany Stratton, to be honest, but I don't. The Divas, sure. the Divas stands love her, so I have mm. to watch at least once. I think you should probably cut that one off at the pass and realize that one will probably end badly. I don't say as a person. That's very fair. I just, you know, I'm I, I'm sure she's very good. I just feel knowing your particular uh, approach to wrestling fandom, it could end. Oh, I know. I've seen yeah. stuff about her already. I just want to see how. Oh, she really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm told she's good. In all seriousness. Um. All right. So we have got that one. I think this is about it. Anything else from Slammiversary, JCL? Or are we pretty content to lock in our matches here? What do you think? I'm done. All right. So we have here listed 
Um, we have the the Fatal Fireplay. We have Asuka versus Becky. We have the Queen of the Mountain, the Dynamite Trios match. Alma X, Malachi Black, and Penta is the kind of sixth man here. Um, which of those would you like to be number one? Any women's match. Okay, well, we'll circle back to that because I need to ask. Is this, does anyone know this is true? Because if this is true, this is like one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> Chat, inform me if this is true because this could be transformative. All right, I'll be honest. I think Asuka and Becky was the best match of these. Okay. I actually think it was the best match altogether. I thought the match fucking ruled. I... Asuka may be like. Asuka probably should come up more when we talk about just, like, the greatest wrestlers in the world. Like, across the board. Yeah. But she's got that thing that, like, people kind of take her for granted because she's just been great for so long. So everyone's like, well, of course, it's Asuka. Sometimes I watch her in a match like this. It's like, And I'm not trying to understate Becky because Becky's tremendous. But Jesus, Asuka's great, you know? Just a, a truly brilliant pro wrestler. So I, I, if it's cool with you, Asuka and Becky will pencil in the one spot, right? Mm-hmm. Would you like to then go? Should we just commit to the Raw Women's Division bit that we're running here and just oh, go yeah. ask a Becky Fatal Fireplay? Yes. Yeah? All right. Then do we go? I didn't see the Impact matches. See, the Dynamite Trios match was great. What do you think about that being next? Or would you rather one of the uh, Impact matches in next? I think Trios should go next. All right. Dynamite Trios. It's my ranking now. Yes. So Queen of the Mountain. <laughs> it's my <laughs> ranking now. <laughs> All right. So we've got <laughs> we've got Escobar. Oh, Becky. they're confirming she was trained by Greg. This is the greatest day of my life. I don't even know what that means, but this will be a great bit tonight on the green. Okay. Remind me of this, Jay. Show you there, please, because I will not remember this. Escobar versus Becky, the Fatal Fireway from Raw, the Dynamite Trios match, the Queen of the Mountain, and Ultimate yeah. X again. Folks, if you missed the, the note earlier, um, we did not see Roman and Riddle. So you get what you get, I suppose. Somebody goaded me. Uh. I have seen this. It's very violent. It fucking rules. Um, yeah, it's very violent. It's kind of borderline, like, unwatchable, but it fucking rules. Not even because of... <laughs> just because it's Suzuki. Not even because of who he's feeding up. <laughs> he's just fucking an animal, man. Dude's a savage. Don Callis, hold up, used to tell these stories. Like, when he would do commentary for New Japan, he would sit in his, like, seat when no one was in the building. He's just watching. Just, yeah, he was, like, the color commentary. That's how he got back into wrestling. And he was watching, he would watch the ring, and Suzuki would just sit in the middle of the ring, and, like, the young lions would come, and he'd just beat the shit out of them. Like, just stretch them and pull their arms. Wait, why? Is that how they trained? It pops him, yeah, it's fun. Wait. Did you see how excited he was when Yuta came up to him on Wednesday? He was like, oh, this kid's fucked, you know? Wait, that sounds like... Yeah, it's bad. It's definitely problematic, but, you know, not to do with me. Isn't his wife Mako? I don't... I mean, I don't... You know, I don't know how, like... Is that, like, a thing, or is that, like, one of those... Cause I've that was one of those, seen, it came... like, pictures and stuff, but I don't know if that's... Like, oh, what kind of pictures? Like, they're wedding pictures, maybe. I don't know. I, someone was talking about this recently and was like very like coy about it, like it was, like it was like a, a detective thing. I don't know. I have Ew. no idea. I, as you know, Jay Show, I don't talk about relationships from this show. I, there was never a relationship that I 
got the scoop on on this very show. Right? I would never do that. I wouldn't do that. You know that. Not my style. All right. Anyway, let's do wrestler. Um, Jay White. Who, okay. Now, is Jay White here just because he pops you? Or is, do we have a case? Is it because well, he's going to be in the match? Fair. And because he's big in the build for Forbidden Door. I will find a place for Jay White for this reason. He's amazingly good at wrestling TV, right? Like, unbelievably good. Um, considering he's that he catalyst. really has... He's the cat. I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> and when he descri- when he says the name of his belt, he says it in, like, this incredible pace where he's like, the I, <laughs> W... G. It's like he and points it, to every letter, too. Yeah, I'm telling you, the hands are outrageous. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know if Jay White should be on here, but he pops me, so Jay White's now on the list. Thank um, you. He's I winning on Sunday, it. right? Yes, please. If the match is going to be good, Joe. match is going to be good. <laughs> going to be very good. What happened then? What was that about? Was you, like, portraying another wrestling podcaster then? No, remember when I asked you if you if the match, if you thought the match was going to be good, if you were going to enjoy the match? Yeah. And then you said, mm, and then said something about Adam Cole. I think the match will be great. I'm not particularly excited for it because it's a fatal four-way. That's all. Okada in a four-way kind of makes me mad. i got to be honest. You know? I'm but you get what you You'll pro- Honestly, you would probably prefer this to if Okada wrestled a singles match because it's probably be too slow-moving for you. He's okay. very... He's... They go very long, these matches, you know. <laughs> very long. They do. They go very long. He's all, I, I love them, but I'm just being honest. I don't think you would love like so some edge. of these. Well, hold on. There's not a character <laughs> here. <laughs> I meant timing-wise. He's like that, but he, like, he was good, yeah. Okay, fair. I meant timing, like not like yeah. in-ring. Yeah, no, I understand. But yeah, it, I think you'll probably very much enjoy this. Um, I like Jay White. We'll, we'll put him on here. Whether he belongs or not, fuck it. All right. I am going to put forward, as I look at my list here. You're going to put it for a Christian Cage. <laughs> Do you have to undercut me like that? <laughs> you were late. I'm a broadcast journalist. I was setting up. See, see the way I did drama with my silence there? Everyone at home leant forward and they were like, who's he going to put forward? And then, boom, you just took my spot away. That's terrible. All right, yeah, Christian Cage is my pick. I honestly think he may be number one. Um, I would agree with number one. He's a handsome devil. He's a great professional wrestling promo. He is a great heel. He is a king of the earth. He has incredible hair. He dresses amazingly well. Master manipulator. He called out Tony Schiavone's earring, which was very funny. Um, he called people pieces of shit. He made a fool of Luchasaurus, which may be the greatest feat of all. He said he was only in it for the money. He's a god among men, Joe Shaw. Christian Cage, what else is there to say? I don't think there's anything else to say, Joe. <laughs> you haven't got anything to add to that? Or I just, or I just offered there? How fair. I, I don't think I can top it, so I'm just going to leave it be. Yeah. You know he's the instant classic, right? No, he outworks everybody. 
But now he worked everyone. Did you see that? I loved that, yeah. Yeah. What do you like? Shu and I were talking about this. Jungle Boy obviously should like win that feud, right? Jungle Man. But like, you kind of got to go with Christian. With the roster so depleted and so many injuries, you've kind of got to like, he's kind of like your top heel. <laughs> Who, seriously, who's their top heel right now as of this very moment? Now, there's some underneath guys that we both like but aren't pushed that way. Like, who's... Yeah, true. It's Christian. Like, I guess it's Cole, right? Cole, Jericho. They're the, they're the two guys, you probably say, right? Oh, well, yeah. Cole isn't even really acting like a heel right now. He just has, like, people behind him that jump people, so that makes him a heel. He's also Jay White's little brother. He's Jay White's little bitch. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say that, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> all right. Jericho the Jericho probably is the top heel, but like I think that kind of tells you that Christian can definitely get that spot. You know? It's not like it's in someone's hands that you can't um, succeed. Yes. Over, overtake. All right. Christian Cage. Okay, Jay Shell. Who would you like <gasps> to go with next? What Oh, no. He's doing a powerlifting thing on Monday. Oh my fucking god! Oh dear God! <laughs> Professional wrestling is back, <laughs> dude. Imagine how high he could throw Zack Saber Junior. Oh fuck! That doesn't sound good. Where is that? Um. Find out where he is now. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Nobody uh, even knows. It was so funny. Right? I, I think it's on Twitch. I think it's virtual. I was doing it. I was watching Dynamite with my dad. And Zach, he, Brian was doing the promo. And I was like, my dad doesn't know he's the free agent. So he was like, is Wardlow going to be the guy? Because he just pops him, right? Like Wardlow. <laughs> Imagine only, Wardlow. I know, right? But I was like, it's going to be Cesaro. He's like, who's that? I was like, I started like, getting all fired up. I was like... <laughs> Big Swiss guy, he fucking throws people around. I was like, he's like a big. I was like, I was getting all like physical, explaining it to him. It was really getting me going. It was quite exciting, but getting physical. I was like sitting. I was like kind of doing this stuffing on my arm. I was like, he just fucking swings people around. It was popping me. Um, I hope it's him. Otherwise, I'd have embarrassed myself greatly. Whether it is Wardlow, <laughs> it's not. It's not. The best case of that was when, remember when Punk, it was actually the first week you were on the Late Night Grin, you reviewed Dynamite with me, and Punk was like, I'm going to have a partner tonight to wrestle FTR, and everyone thought it was Joe, and everyone was really excited about it. Oh, for yeah. Me, it? So, obviously, we all had all these options online, all of us nerds. The next day, my dad watched Dynamite, and he goes, oh, it's going to be John Moxley. I was looking at him like, how do you, how do you know <laughs> how that? And I didn't know. <laughs> it popped me. Anyway. Um, Right, who was we talking about? Oh, yeah, who's your pick? Oh, shit. Asuka. Yeah. Yeah, Asuka's on mine. Um, clean win is huge. Especially over Becky. She was in the best two matches of our week, or our favorite two anyway. Yeah. Um, and she was, like, unbelievable in both. Asuka's definitely on the list. Um, all right. I would like to go. Hmm. Will Ospreay. 
Orange Cassidy. Oh, that's great cool. to have him. Great to have him back. Uh, obviously, Osprey's great, but I thought Orange made it very clear on Wednesday the kind of showing he intends to put on on Sunday, and they're going to rock it at the United Center. I, I still don't think it's the most natural fit for Will, but that doesn't mean the match won't be great. I'm excited for it. I'm really happy to have Orange back. Um, they need him back right now with all the injuries. He's a big time star for them. As you know, people may dismiss that, but it's the truth. You see those YouTube views, right? And, and He's unique, but he's a great pro wrestler with a great gimmick. So, Orange casting me. Anything else on Orange, Jay Show? I agree. I think Orange deserves to be on the list. Um, right. I have another name that I would like to say. Okay. Jordan Grace. Yes, I, I thought this. I think this one's very natural. So, obviously, I didn't watch, but when I saw the result, I was very happy for Jordan because since Diana came in, she has kind of taking this role of, like, division veteran who you use to do other things because she's so good. Yeah. And I'm excited to see her get another chance to be, like, the centerpiece of the division. I'm sure you are too. Thoughts on, on Jordan as champ? I'm so excited for her. I'm so happy for her. She's extremely deserving, even if it comes from Tasha. I knew it was going to happen eventually. I just hope that it was either Jordan or Mia, like I said before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mia obviously has the contract stuff or whatever, but... um. Jordan is a perfect fit. I think she's incredibly deserving. She works her ass off, even when she was doing indies and stuff. Like in the in the ring, in the gym, she's always like 110. Um, percent mm-hmm. So I'm very happy for her. She's extremely deserving. Good person too. She's tremendous. She's kind of been the um, the like reliable core of that division in a lot of ways for a while now. When did she join Impact? Right, it's been a while, right? It's been. Must have been at least three years now. Has to have been. Yes. Google. Yeah, because it feels like feels like she's been in that division for a long time now. So, yeah, I'm very happy for her. She has to be on this list. Um, All right, well, I think we're probably ready to rank because other than that, I don't think there's any names that jump off the page unless I'm missing some folks She joined in 2018. There you go, four-year run. Um, As much as we love him and we're going to put him on to pop ourselves, Jay White needs to be fifth here, right? Yes, as long as he's on the list. Fair. All right. He's like so the then, center of like all the big stars in AEW. Like besides the AEW World Championship match, yeah. I think that's the biggest match on the card. Well, he's the catalyst. Exactly. Or as Oracle said, the knife pervert. Why do you need to call him that? It's very funny, in fairness. A knife pervert is insane. That's like a ridiculous thing to say. That's two <laughs> two words going together that is just incredible. You know, knife pervert. That sounds you know, it sounds terrible. It's awful. <laughs> Imagine Jim Ross calling him a knife pervert. <laughs> um, anyway, right, who do we think should be first? Christian Cage? Yeah. Yeah, we agree? Yeah. Awesome. All right, he's a handsome devil. Christian Cage is in at one. We then have Asuka, Orange, Jordan, Grace. Who would you like to go with next? I think we go Asuka, Jordan, yeah. Grace, Orange. I'm completely fine with that. Um, honestly, Asuka probably has a case to be one considering she's in our top two matches. But I did call Christian a god among men earlier, so I feel like she'll get her points. Christian deserves his points. There you go. Good idea. Points. Remember them. Points. All right, I'm going (laughs) to update this. I'm going to update this for next week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this, folks. Jay Shell, do some plugs and promotions. 
Oh, yeah. Went up. Good. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Nicole. I have a bunch of notes from the media call if you don't want to listen to. But if you do want to listen to it, it's up now on my YouTube channel with the timestamp to when I asked my question. So if you want to tune in just to support me, you can go check it out over there on my channel. Um, tomorrow at 3 p.m., the Chris Statlander interview will be going up uh, with some SE Scoops articles. And I'm sure Russell Pierce will do some stuff as well. Joe, go fuck yourself. Um, anyway, go to my um, pinned tweet now if you want to look at a portfolio of all of my work, too. What incredible branding. A portfolio. <laughs> I have fucking rules. Oh, it still pops me like how well, you, when you did that press release, you know, for Rest of the Whiteness, I was yeah. like, I remember talking to you about it. I was like, that sounds like a good idea. But, like, because I'm a dumb fuck, I didn't really think it through. Like, I knew you'd do it good, but I didn't know how. So I was like, that seems good. And then that day I was scrolling through Twitter and it was like, WrestleZone, new documentary. <laughs> Everyone ran a story. WrestleTalk ran a story. It popped yeah, WrestleTalk. Like, it's just it's awesome. Um, all right, folks, we'll be back. Jayshaw may be there. Hopefully she is to remind me of the bit that I have legitimately already forgotten. Not joking. I've actually forgotten what that was. I should remind me of. So, um, in about five hours. Oh, I already forgot, Joe. Oh dear. Well, in about five hours, we're gonna be doing the late night grin, um, the flagship program. Immediately after Rampage, it'll go three or four hours. Greg Gagne, that's it. Thank you, Joe. Go that three or four oh, hours. Oh. We'll preview Forbidden Door. Then. On Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern, I'll be doing Fleet Week, which is the new AEW show that I do to kind of wrap up the week. Um, this week, obviously, will be different because we're before the pay-per-view, but hopefully you guys have fun with that. And I basically look at the week that was in AEW TV and then look ahead. So that is uh, coming out this weekend. Next week is a big week. Monday, I'm going to be reviewing Forbidden Door. It may be a solo review unless Jay Shell um, definitely watches it. We'll see. It depends how much I like the Jay White match. Honestly, fair. It does pop me that I think when we was like looking at our schedules, like as a team, I think we all pencil for Bindorian as being like a big thing for our platform. And I think it's very likely I review the show on my own, which, you know, that doesn't bother me, but it's funny. Um, so that's going to be Monday. Tuesday, the Burt will be back Tuesday through Friday, obviously. But Tuesday night, we're doing a show where we're going to rank the Money in the Bank winners. That version of them, encapsulate. We're going to rank them. Um, Wednesday, the Burt. Thursday, Grin Grappler, Terence Funk. Fuck Grin Grappler. <laughs> Friday, when SmackDown is on, after it's either rankings, when SmackDown is on, we're going to do a Money in the Bank preview show, and then we'll go to the Grin after Rampage. So that's the next week. Lots to look forward to. We appreciate you guys. I hope you've enjoyed us getting back in the swing of things with. Um, Myself being back from holiday, Jay Shell being back from what she described as her life falling <laughs> apart, um, which fair. Um, so we hope you've enjoyed all this stuff. There's something else I had to say. Oh, yeah, the Grinalongs recently. We hope you enjoyed those too. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch, latenightgrin.com. We've been doing a lot of those recently. The one we did last night, like, we didn't watch the matches at all. We had a lot of fun, right? We really did. Oh! Yes. There you go, folks. This is the stuff you miss out on. If you're it's not an patron. exclusive. These are things you miss out on. Incredible. All right. I mean, these last night. Factual. So much going on over at latenightgrin.com, <laughs> including the grin tonight. We hope to see you there. But either way, enjoy this outro, folks. Or how. <laughs>